0: And welcome to episode three of What I'd Wish I Known, Google Partners bi weekly podcast on how to be strategically tactical with me, Alex Langsher. What I'd Wish I Known is where I get to ask an agency veteran to share their top five lessons learned on a specific aspect of growing an agency, digital marketing, or any of the Google products. I like to call it strategically tactical my goal is to get our guests to think hard about the five most important and practical things that they did that produced significant change in value during their careers. Their insight is your chance to save years of trial and error by learning from those who are at the top of their game. In this episode, we'll be discussing the art and value of self-promotion, the why and how to do this effectively in an artful, nuanced, and non-boastful way. While this may seem like a a what's-a-story-here subject, it is in fact something that bears frank, honest, and open discussion. We've all seen it before. You work really hard, deliver outstanding work on time that delights the client and your boss, and yet when it comes time for you to get a performance review, the key work doesn't seem to get recognized quite as much as you'd expect. And what can be even more galling and upsetting is that someone clearly less competent than you, and that's not just your own opinion, is praised for work that's far less effective, maybe of less value. You know, what gives in this? Why is this so? This is an age old story. And to me, it's the difference between steak and sizzle. It's not just good enough to have great steak. You need to sell the sizzle. This is just an old advertising adage. Some may call it swagger, some may call it conceit. Not everyone is comfortable with the act or concept. But the fact is that effective self promoters tend to get promoted more rapidly. And I cannot talk about this subject without also acknowledging that there is a strong gender and cultural dimensions to this issue as well. As a Canadian, I can tell you that we have a strong ingrained cultural norm to avoid talking about oneself for fear of being seen as boastful. And I know from my many female colleagues that they fear breaking the gender norm of appearing to take credit for something when the gender norm is to be seen as being supportive of the work or the team or of others. I believe that this is one of the most important personal skills to develop, and so I'm really, really pleased to welcome with me to the podcast today someone who has seen both sides of this issue, from climbing the agency ladder to running one of the largest agencies in Canada. I'm thrilled to welcome Annette Waring, CEO of Dentsu Canada, the Google Partners podcast. Annette's resume is brief, uh, and to get to the point, she was COO of Visium president of Aegis Media, and she's now CEO of Dentu Canada, where she is responsible for overseeing the growth, evolution, and capabilities of a team of 1,500 people across 15 companies. I've had the great pleasure to work and spend time with Annette in both professional and personal context, and I see how there's a consistency and congruency in her ethos across both sides of her life. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the podcast, Annette.
1: Hi, Alex. Great to be here.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. So, you know, my standard question of all my guests Um, Can you give me, in 140 characters or less, something that's a little bit unusual about yourself?
1: Um, Goodness, okay. Yeah, I think, um, you know, something that I've realized about myself is that I'm a collector of stories, and I have been through my entire life where people in the strangest places, whether it be on a train, in an airport, in a restaurant, just are compelled to tell me um, their life story, and sometimes those stories are sad. Sometimes they're happy. Uh, often people ask me for advice, and you know, one of the greatest moments I had as a woman in New York, I I asked about a book she was reading, and and we ended up talking for three hours, and she hugged me, crying at the end of that conversation, saying that she hasn't talked to another person in over a year. So I'm very um, happy and humbled by this gift I have.
0: It's an astounding gift to get people to open up and share. Well, I, I, you know, in that light, I'm, I'm looking really forward to hearing you talk about our subject today, which is, you know, the art of self-promotion. And, and part of that, I guess, is being able to listen and understand people and, and know when to, to step in. Uh, you know what the theme of the podcast is. It's all about telling our younger self uh, what are the top five things they wish they known. So from your perspective, what would you tell your younger self about self-promotion and, and uh, how to talk about yourself in a in work context?
1: Yeah, I think I mean there's a common theme to all of it, if if I may, and just start with that before I go kind of the specifics. But it it really would be about standing up for myself and, you know, kind of growing up in a very male-dominated industry in the 90s and even the early 2000s. I mean, it very much was a glass ceiling environment even in Canada. Um, I think as you know, young, hardworking, you know, woman, but often I was fueling, you know, the the data and the information, and in many cases, the work for um, my male superiors who, you know, I realized one day that, you know, it's a swagger, and, and I didn't have that swagger, and not necessarily ever going to have swagger, but that I had to do things differently. And part of me wishes I had figured that out a lot sooner than I did. Um, but I'm certainly glad that I did.
0: Yeah, you know, it's uh so the, distilling all of that into five points. Um, what would you start with? What would be your, your top one? And that's yeah. a kind of good overarching view.
1: Yeah, my top one for my younger self would be just own your crazy. And that's a saying that I've I've held dear to my heart for probably the last 20 years. Um, but it's really about just always being your true self, being the best of yourself. I can tell you, you know, I've wasted too much time worrying um, how I was different. You know, I, I don't look like other CEOs. I don't dress like them. I don't necessarily talk to them. And uh, I love that. And I, and I think that's wonderful now. But in early my career, it's been too much time trying to mimic other leaders. And, and, you know, I remember a story that it was in a meeting with 40 of my, my peers. And You know, they were mimicking, you know, our boss and basically just pontificating back his own words to him. And I thought, I'll never succeed because I'm never going to be able to do that. It doesn't look valuable. And I really struggled with that. Um, I think the other thing that I've learned, and, and I think it's an important life lesson overall, is just never assume respect um, from others because of your title or years experience and and respect you know as a, a leader of of a company you know it has to be earned in every interaction with every level of person and whether that's you know especially in our business whether that's a client engagement whether it's a new business pitch whether it's a management meeting or even a town hall with a thousand people and i think it's important to remember this and and you know what I would again tell my younger self is that a little bit of humility goes a long way in building authenticity, engagement, and and ultimately trust, which is so important, specifically when you think about self promotion, earning the right uh, to talk about yourself.
0: Love this. Do you want if I just come back to your first point about owning your own crazy? Sure. Yeah. So you talked about um, uh, kind of a really strong example of of. You know how you spend time thinking about dressing, and and you know if I can just go in this direction with you for a second, um, because you know guys put on a t-shirt, they put on a rowdy pair of jeans, they go into the office, it's all good. Uh, it's a different reality for most women, and uh, you know how you, you know that that's a that's that's a that's a fraught issue for some people, and and maybe if you can just expand a little bit about you know how do you you know really you know take on that. Uh, that self, you know, just that self-expressiveness in who you are and and, and were there indicators or were there situations where you really, you know, felt that, you know, I might be uncomfortable in this or, but this is who I am or, you know, I'm I'm struggling to try to put the words here, but I I think you get what I'm driving at.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think it's, um, especially when you talk about maybe the pressure on on your own building your own brand, and I think especially as a woman, we have to work harder at that, and and I don't necessarily think that's fair, but I think it's the reality, but um, I also think it stems back in, you know, back when I was talking about the 90s and earlier in my career, Mm -hmm. you know, women were asked to, you know, wear a skirt to a pitch, or we're taking you to a meeting because you're pretty, or I've I've had a real-life client experience where a client said, could you wear something off the shoulder to the next meeting? So, you know, this is something that kind of You know and and it just it's awful because i think it it creates so many barriers for women in the advancement of their career because it's easy at that point just to just kind of conform or feel like wow i can't have any of my kind of own brand in this i'm gonna wear a uniform or dress like a man which i think was kind of the norms you know for a while "and, and let's wear a power suit and again once you kind of figure out who you are and you're crazy is is you know the way i dress is very much part of my personal brand. Um, but at the same time, it has to be um, representative of, you know, the the agency and the message and the self It's all part of self promotion, because people are making um, assumptions about you in a split second. And, and I do think it's it's the credentials you carry, but also think in a way, it's the way you present yourself in a very real, a real way.
0: Yeah, and that gets to your second point, you know, about experience and uh, respect comes from capabilities, right? And yeah. that every opportunity has to be viewed as one where you know you're starting maybe not from scratch, but uh, you know you have to earn that respect at, at each one of those uh, those interactions. And and so having your own personal brand in the way that you are, like owning your own crazy, um, is backed up by. You know the substance right and so the, the substance doesn't go away it's just it's just presented differently
1: absolutely yeah. it, it just those are the I mean, table you know stakes to say yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah absolutely you have to um, know what you're
1: talking about No,
0: <laughs> you know absolutely and did you or um in, in self-promotion did you ever find that um, the message may have gotten lost uh, by your brand or conversely, what did you find helped your brand uh, deliver a message better?
1: It's a great question. Um, so I do, I think from experience, I think it did um, maybe hurt my self-promotion in a way, especially when getting recognition from um superiors i guess um you know i have been told that you know it's it's to maybe be more more thoughtful or more conservative um and and that was really challenging to navigate um what i found the outcome of that well I'll, i'll go what i found the instead of changing that though i i just focused on you know forcing people to look beyond beyond that to, to to let the work speak for itself let consistency and performance speak for itself um, you know and and then it, it once that happens then it, people are less focused on the fact if you're you know a little more creative or if you're you know a little more casual and then what happens those things that maybe at one point i was somewhat criticized for are now great advantages, and so instead of some, sometimes maybe see, coming across, you know, maybe a little flighty, people are now it's, it's in, you know they, it's engaging and, and enthusiastic and you know supercharged energy, and and it's funny, you know maybe I had to as a woman work harder in getting the work to speak for itself, to flip that, um, but it, it did flip
0: yeah in in a sense so you know you're you're judging me uh as it were uh actually is is um uh, is, is deceiving because in you know it's running counter to the capabilities so when you actually do present it it uh, it carries more weight as it were
1: yes yeah and yeah. i mean be honest you can a great you know. A, creative director or someone, you know, even they can come in and, and in jeans and a tattered shirt or maybe some, you know, in sh- shoveled hair and looks like they didn't sleep and and they're brilliant. That's probably true. Right? They're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Um, fantastic. Uh, what, what would be your third uh, top point?
1: I think um, you know, I love this format of going back to my younger self. I think what really changed my life in the way that I do business, um, is this recognition that hit me that, that we're just all people, um, and we're people dealing with other people and, you know, we're all just trying to really do our best, um, in a very complex and, and challenging world. And, you know, especially the dynamics in, in my business, either working with, um, my clients or working with staff, you know, we've all got, you know, children, mortgages to pay, dogs to walk, you know, parents to take care. So the dynamic of understanding the human side of, of each other, I think, has really empowered me to be better at what I at what I do, which is build relationships with our people and our clients.
0: Well, you know, I, th- I think there's a truism, and a deep, deep truism here is that we're all just trying to figure it out, yeah. you know, and uh, sometimes we think that other people have got to figure it out faster than ourselves when it's probably not the case. Um, do you think that this, this aspect that you're talking about of, um, of, of trying to put it together, how, how wouldn't that play into, uh, something like the imposter syndrome? Would those be linked?
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think they're, they're very, very much linked. And I think that, um, you know, it's tied with the, you know, the right to be here and, you know, I, I think that's one of the greatest barriers for female advancement in, in business and to very senior positions within companies is this gnawing belief that that we don't have the right to be in the room and that someday someone will figure me out that I'm not a, uh, you know, a brilliant uh you know, client manager, or that I, you know, that maybe I don't know anything about running businesses, although I'm running, you know, 15 of them. So, yeah, <laughs> I think, right. you know, it, it's very true. And if it, you, you have to, I mean, everybody in the world, to some degree, we're all imposters somewhat, because we're kind of muddling through life. And, and I think once we kind of pause, and, you know, maybe even share a, a chuckle amongst one another about, you know, we, well, I'm not reading business, you know, business articles and and every night and sometimes I like to watch the Real Housewives <laughs> and so yeah. we're just people, right?
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, well, well, let's 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 go to this right-to-be-here uh, aspect, which I know we're kind of jumping ahead here, but maybe, maybe you want to just expand on that.
1: Yeah, I think it's 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 you know, and, it, and I think that's also tied to the imposter syndrome is that you know, and I still have to today to be honest remind myself in you know, a, a boardroom, uh, in a discussion, in a presentation, sometimes in a, in a debate that, um, I've every right to be in the room and I'm in the room, um, because I've, I've built those credentials and, and the knowledge and I have the expertise. And I think it's, it's, you know, we need to be humble, but I think it's okay to be confident. And then there's a clear distinction for me between confidence and conceit. Um, and we should be proud of, of our, our accomplishments. And I think if you, you know, when you can add value to people, when those accomplishments or even your successes, and you, and you can turn that into value for others, um, and, and you know, clearly express to them how it helps them in a very thoughtful, authentic way, um, people actually want to hear more of that. And, and you know, it's, it's tough because sometimes you feel like, some, especially in, if you're in a room with, you know, you know, what, what are they, mansplainers, I guess, I don't know, what the, or women's like, you know, and, and are people that are bullies, and we face bullies, you know, in, in our adult life and in the business world each and every day, and I think it's it's naive to, to think that they don't exist, and we need to stand up for them, and, and we have the right, you know, and, and we, we just have the right to, to share our opinions and our beliefs and bring our expertise without kind of, you know, shutting down. And, and I think that's the tendency and, and we need to stand up for our views. Yeah,
0: no, And I, I I love this point, right? I have a right to be here and I, I can share with you, you know, again, from my perspective, I've there's been situations in my life where I felt, you know, uh, I can't believe I'm here. I'm going to be found out. You know, everybody's going to think I'm foolish. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, you kind of have to recenter yourself and say, no, you know, I ha- what I have to say is, you know, I'm, I'm, I know my stuff. I'm on top of it. and What I have yeah. to say is valuable and, and let it fly. Uh, and it, it, but it, it is it's amazing how we can rapidly kind of uh, go back to our 12 year old self and, and have that kind of uh, that moment of, oops, you know, what am I doing here? So
1: absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Right. Um, what would be your last um, you know, kind of guidance to yourself about self-promotion?
1: Yeah, this is one of my favorites, and it's it's something I say all the time. But it it is about you know use your superpowers for good, not evil. And I think regardless of the industry we're in, and and our role is is we're all accountable uh, and responsible to the people in which we engage with each and every day, and, and the communities we operate. And I tie this to self-promotion, um, and being able to with confidence reach out to. You know, not-for-profit boards um, and charities that that need help from someone who's got a background in marketing and communications, and and you do have to self-promote yourself to those groups and saying I can add value, and here's why. But but that's for good, right? And and I think that's important for us to all remember.
0: Right. So uh, you know, thinking outside of the specific work uh, environment and, and or, or your kind of workplace environment to to what power, superpowers you bring to uh, to others, and, and and so when you talk about self promotion, if we just kind of connect these two back, you know, how would you go about you know sharing out that you you're doing this for for on this other context or this other facet of your life, or is that just something that goes in your LinkedIn profile and you you know you, you kind of downplay that and let others discover it? Or what what would be your your recommendation there?
1: That's a great question. I'm. I think that, you know, in many ways that type of work, it's a, it's a bit of a um, two part question. And it, one is that it, it can be very personal to some people. And so I think it's its its okay to maybe not even put that on your LinkedIn and, and there's things that I do that are very personal to me for very personal reasons. and And I keep that to myself, but then there's other times where I think, you know it is important to promote the fact that you are you know whether you're you're working with um, incubators or startup companies or uh, mentoring young people that i think you know as a leader that's important to your own your back to your own personal brand but i think it's it's also important for the people that are part of the organization to know that that you're doing that and i think it brings you i think it just helps build credibility um and a, a feeling of, of closeness and culture within organizations I'm not sure if that answered your question but
0: well yeah it, it does I think the other thing too is the you know the, the ability I'm a big believer in practice you know I, you know athletes practice uh, musicians practice uh, actors rehearse uh, just practice and any opportunity where you get that gives the opportunity to practice uh, whether it's presentation or how you talk about something how you talk about yourself um is valuable and sometimes doing that in kind of a volunteer environment where you're bringing your superpowers to somebody else gives you that kind of freer looser space to do that which you can then bring back into into the work environment Absolutely yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, you know, Annette, our time is uh, we're rounding out to the end of uh, the podcast. So that was great. I'm just going to summarize the, the the five points that you raised with us. Which is the first one was own your own crazy, which by the way, I love that title. Uh, second one was never assume respect from others. Uh, you it's something that you earn every time. That uh, people are people. You know, as you put it out, we're just all trying to figure this out, and and um, uh, the. Fourth one was, you have the right to be here. And that tied back to this imposter syndrome and others. And then finally, using your superpowers for good and not evil. Uh, that's just great. So Annette, I just want to say, um, you know, it's just been such a such a pleasure to hear you speak and uh, have this time with you. I think uh, it really expanded a lot on the subject for our listeners. So I want to say thank you. Thank you very much for being here and taking the time out to share your five top lessons learned uh, on self-promotion. Thank you. Yeah. And I'd like to give a gratitude to the listener. Uh, you know, of course, we value your time and appreciate you choosing to spend some of your day listening to the Google Partners podcast. So uh, I'd like to invite all of you to join us for our next podcast, uh, which will be in a couple of weeks time and where you'll get insights, practical advice and real life stories and the chance to hear what our guests had wished they'd known had they had a podcast like this to listen to 10 years ago. Thank you, Annette.